Little Weezer to bring us back in? I think Say it ain't so, Spencer. Domin- Say it ain't Dominic's so. been playing some good. He's, he's got some good music going tonight. Even James is, admit- is admitting it. He's still missing one song, though. <laughs> No, you like the cold play. Come on. You were rocking. No, no, I was I was rocking, rocking with you all night, babe. I'm saying there's just one song that you know you got Maybe one he's artist you it. gotta play. That's all. Maybe he's saving it. Uh real quick, guys, we got a couple things to hit on coming up, including you miss every shot you don't take. We'll get to that coming up next. But right now we go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. She is a very talented. Reporter for News Channel 5, WEWS, covers the Browns, all the teams in town, but especially the Browns. Cameron Justice joining us on the hotline right now. Cameron, thanks for giving us a few minutes tonight. We appreciate it. Of course, and I love that I got some Weezer before I came on. My emo emo self was, like, (laughs) screaming. (laughs) From my understanding of uh, just our, our relationship as friends that I've gotten to know you, I feel like you have a very eclectic taste in music. Like you have different phases, different, uh, almost like Taylor Swift eras where you like a lot of different stuff, which is, which is good. I, I'm the same I way. Definitely had eras, definitely have eras. And I still listen to all the stuff. So I had my emo phase. I always listen to rap and R and B. I love country. Cause I worked at country radio. There, there's not a, a genre you can give me that I don't like. All right, well, I'm going to give you a genre of movies here for a second because I uh, I always do something on Fridays. I call it Hot Take Fridays. I have people call in. They give me, like, their hottest takes on whatever random topics they have. And I have – I'm not even kidding when I tell you there was a take I gave tonight that I've been waiting to give for a year because it came to me after Christmas last year. And I was like, <laughs> I got to share this on Hot Take Friday. So I, I basically – this is going to be blasphemy, I know – I said that A Christmas Story is the most overrated Christmas movie ever. And so I'm asking you what you think the most overrated Christmas movie is. Oh, what I think the most (laughs) overrated Christmas movie is? It's not A Christmas Story. I can't say that. That is blasphemy. Come on. You're about ready to hang up on me. I can tell you're like, uh, I'm regretting this call. What are you talking about? It's so good. (laughs) Not Home Alone, because that's a really good one. You know what? I'm and this is probably not the 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 audience for this because there's going to be a lot of people who are like, "Why would you even bring that up?" But I think I have to say Die Hard because it's like there's the debate if it's a Christmas movie or it's not a Christmas movie, and that's like it's really frustrating because that's not it's not a Christmas movie. That one's you're you're now you're getting controversial. I like my take is bad. You might have just started even more controversial than me because that is like a I hot know. button issue. You know it. I know. Oh. I but like you can't make me choose because I mean, what else am I gonna what else am I gonna choose from? It can't be it can't be Home Alone. It can't be. Else, it can't be the Grinch. They're all great. You like the Jim Carrey Grinch them. or the original Grinch? Both. For different, different. They're totally different movies. That's true. The original Grinch is nice. It's like homey. It's cute. It's a little cartoon. Cool. Jim Carrey Grinch is hilarious, objectively Agreed. for anybody, Agreed. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I do think Die Hard's probably the right answer for a lot of people because it's the one that's probably is the most controversial in terms of is it or isn't it. Um, so I think that's a good answer by you. Um, talking again with Cameron Justice, she joins us on the hotline. The Joe Flacco story, speaking of good stories, 
is obviously an easy one to sit back and enjoy. Even even as our roles in media, it's it's just been fun to watch and and just the the spirit that he plays with and 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 sort of just the the fact that he's able to come off the couch and play for this team and and get acclimated so quickly. What has impressed you most just about Flacco and his presence with this team so far? I think it's it's just that it's there has been no rust. We talk about rust all the time, and I don't like to complete things, and I don't want to bring anything up and compare and contrast, but we've talked about Russ for a really long time when it comes to the quarterback position. And so I think what is most impressive to me is that he didn't have an off season. He didn't have most of the season. He's just been trying to stay in shape on his own and was able to not only do that and, and come in here fresh and in good shape, but to be able to quickly pick up this offense, the nuances, the cadences, you know, getting on the same page with his offense, with these weapons, and he's made really good reads. He's also had some really good timing, and that's hard to do on short notice, and he's done it from the jump. Um, And I think that, to me, is the most impressive because he hasn't had a lot of time and so if he can come out here and kind of pick it up and, and play this strong early, now it's, okay, how can they continue to unfold the offense? How can he continue to develop? Because we know who Joe Flacco is. It's not as if he's got to, got to grow, but how could he develop what he brings to the table within this offense the more he is comfortable with it, the more the Browns are comfortable with him? under center and the more he connects with his receivers. And I think that, I mean, there's not a question that it will continue because he's done a great job already is not just connecting with receivers, but connecting with many receivers. He's spread the ball around so much. He's gotten guys involved. He got David Bell's first career touchdown, right? He had David Njoku for his first multi-touchdown game in his career. He's getting the ball to Amari Cooper. He's he's moving that ball around and implementing that within the run game. And that, to me, is, I think, the most exciting thing about what he offers because the Browns now, knowing that they can do this early, the more he's out there, the the better this might go for them and the more that he can do with it. And you might be able to see him and have a little more fun out there. But he's been great so far, and I think it was – a really, really good move by AB to bring him in and one I think will surprise a lot of people. This is sort of a sidebar question that we were talking about earlier, um, but if if Flacco leads the Browns to the playoffs, is he like a local sports legend? Just just for that alone, because like there's there's a lot of fanfare about him. He He's not controversial the way that Deshaun is. He's kind of just like steady as he comes quarterback. Browns fans have longed for a guy like that, but there's other people I think on the other side who are like, well, he was a former Raven, but I say if he pulls that off, like that'll be a Jersey we'll see in the stadium for years. Yeah. I think that's what would make him a local legend, right? A local Cleveland legend because he spent so many years on the rival Ravens (laughs) and you know, that that's AFC North foe that caused havoc and just kept winning at Cleveland Brown stadium. And he was just, he was a nuisance to deal with as a Browns fan for the Browns. And for him to go from that role into taking the Browns to the playoffs <laughs> in in a year that has been chaotic, but still 
able to have success within the season and at any turn the Browns have had answers. And so for Joe Flacco to be an answer is was already, I think, the start of that was the start of what could be a really great legendary story to tell. Uh, you know, get, getting getting this guy who spent 11 years going against you twice a year and making Browns fans hate his guts, I think, for many years, right? And for him to come in, embrace this city, play well with almost no time to play well uh, and and really get it, get this team wins, already has started that story. Now, if he wins and makes it to the playoffs and then you can get wins in the playoffs, there's no question that that, that story arc is just – it's too wild to not make him a legend. Talking with Cameron Justice, News Channel 5. She covers the Browns, Cavs, Guardians, all your favorite sports teams. You can follow her on Twitter at Cammy Justice. So with the, the Flacco situation in mind, with all the injuries this team has dealt with in mind – what realistically should the expectations be for this Browns team the rest of the way? Oh, I think they've set their expectations, right? The expectations are still playoffs because they've shown that they can win games despite adversity, despite injuries. It's tough. You know, I'm not saying that like it is a testament to the resiliency and the strength and the morale within this team and a testament to the guys that, Andrew Barry brought in and the way that he's built this roster and the depth they have. And it's a testament to Kevin Stefanski and his coaching. So it's not as if I'm saying that you just have to expect this and this is what they should be doing. It's just hard earned to be where they're at right now and they should get a lot of credit for it. But I don't think that the injuries can deter you from what the goal has been and should be for the Browns, which is to keep winning games to make the playoffs, and to win in the playoffs. And I, I think that the Browns have shown they've got the coaching chops to do it. Kevin Stefanski can overcome this adversity, whether fans like it or not. It's, it's there. <laughs> There's evidence yeah. every single week. It's evidence in the record. It's evidence in the way that his quarterbacks have been able to step up and win games and the way that the run game hasn't taken this huge beating with Nick Chubb apps and they still maintained a strong run game throughout much of the season. It's the way that the defensive line keeps chugging along and the secondary keeps chugging along when guys are in and out and just dealing with their rotation. I think there's a lot of evidence to show that this team is well coached and there's a lot of evidence to show this team has talent in so many different layers of it. And so I think that expectation has to stay the same. It's more challenging probably now than ever with all of the injuries they face, of course, but they've proven they can do it. And now it's about continuing that mentality. And like it or not, these guys are all on an NFL roster for a reason. They might not have all been starters, but it's their job. And so it's time for them to do their job and the expectations remain the same. I'll get you out of here with this. Uh, Denzel Ward, I know last week, just based on his commentary, it sort of felt like he was going to be ready to play, and then he didn't. We didn't get a chance to talk to him this week, I know, but are you expecting him to play this week? And I'm asking you to speculate, I know, a little bit, but what are your thought pro- what's your thought process there? Do you think he'll be out there for the Browns on Sunday? Yeah, I think he was – I think he's getting close. So 
it's it's that weird it's a shoulder injury and those can linger and those can be tricky to figure out um I feel, but, like, I feel like when you say shoulder injury, that, that after you know. this year, it like, makes everybody shudder. They're like, oh, you don't, just, like, don't do it. Flash before you froze up, like that's a raven, just just a yeah, wave of grief. Exactly. Hit you. <laughs> oh no, I mean, it's tough. It's tough, to, it, but, but you saw it's a little bit more complicated when it's your quarterback, and he's a cornerback, so it's not the same. But it's still uh, something that they're monitoring, they've been monitoring, but – I think with him getting back to practice and practicing all last week and being questionable and then just being ruled out, I think it was more shocking last week that he didn't play. I think that was, I think a lot of people expected him uh, to go after practicing all week, uh, ramping things up a little bit at talking last week. And it's, it sounded like he was ready. So there, there hasn't been word of a, a really big setback, but there's also, you know, you have, you have to think big picture too. If it's, if it's an injury that could be tweaked and you don't want to tweak it, do you kind of take it easy on them with those playoffs in mind? You still got to get there, but it's it's a weird thing. But two weeks of practice, I it's hard to speculate because I thought he might play last week and he didn't. So I'm not 100% sure on anything, but I think there's a better chance of two straight weeks of practicing than he goes on Sunday uh, than not. But we'll have to see because – Speculation has gotten me nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like every time the Browns seem to indicate somebody's going to be okay, then uh, they it, it somehow just changes on a dime. You know, so. and, and it could and it could change too, right? Like yeah. Juan Thornhill was good, and then pregame warmups, he yeah. tweaks it, and he's a he's a last second scratch. So it, it's hard. It is hard to speculate. Denzel could feel really good today, and then on Sunday, not feel great. You just it, it's hard to tell with these things, but. I you know that he's he is trying he's he's ramped things up and the odds are better than they were two weeks ago that he's yeah, back yeah. so silver linings I suppose a lot of weird injuries this year just for the Browns and the news and the way it's been unrolled but uh, yeah we'll see if he's out there and hopefully that'll be a big boost to the Browns defense if he is again follow her on Twitter at Cami Justice she does a tremendous job for News Channel Five always enjoy her presence on this show and having her on Cameron I appreciate you giving us a few minutes. You have yourself a good night and a good weekend, and I will see you at the stadium on Sunday. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, and sorry to all the diehard fans. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks for not hanging up with me for my take that you thought was terrible, too. That that was even more important. <laughs> so good. Thanks, Cameron. Appreciate you. Thanks. Good stuff, as always. Always appreciate our time. Uh, some good insight into what we could see this weekend and what the expectations should be. The rest of the way for the Browns as they take on more injuries down the stretch of the season here. Let's take a break. When we get back, he's our secret. Let's keep it that way. Next, on Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin, Spencer in for JP on the fan.